Welcome to Coach Speak, the show where we talk coaching with some of the best in the business, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Steve Medford. In this episode, host Bill Roseberry will talk to Alton High track legend LaJarvia Brown and her coach Terry Mitchell. This episode of Coach Speak with Steve Medford starts in 20 seconds. To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Steve Medford, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 498-8523. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Back here with Coach Speak. I'm here with LaJarvia Brown and Terry Mitchell, longtime Alton High coach Terry Mitchell, and, you know, Alton High legend LaJarvia Brown, who will be heading into the Alton Sports Hall of Fame here shortly, the night before Thanksgiving. So, LaJarvia, um, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Not bad. Just trying to get back into the sports thing a little bit. This isn't this isn't what I do anymore. I got a new job and everything, yeah, but I've is, I've started this doing new. this. <laughs> so, and how are you, Coach? How are you, Mitch? I'm doing great. Uh, I have a new job too. <laughs> <laughs> retired, right? No, semi-retired. Semi. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back working semi. for the district and still coaching. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, well, Jarvia, let's start off first before we get anything else. How excited were you to hear that you were going into the Alton Athletics Hall of Fame? I was extremely excited. I Since I've uh, been in college, I usually go home every Thanksgiving. Like, I will go home once a year, and it's usually Thanksgiving, so I always go to the tournament. So I watch every induction, like, every year since I've graduated, and I'm just like, I just can't wait until, like, I just hope that's me. So for um, Coach Roberson to finally reach out to me, like, I was, like, extremely excited. I didn't even know where to start. I, like, emailed Coach Mitchell and was like, do you have, like, stats? Because (laughs) I don't remember everything. Like, I just want to make sure everything's perfect. Like, I'm just very excited. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just to – you're the first first ballot Hall of Famer in 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 the history of this Hall of Fame. So it takes five years to get in. And you have to be out of school for five years, and you were out of school for five years. You're the first person that we have put in after just five years. So that's got to be a huge honor, too, the first one to do that. Wow. I didn't know that, actually. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> How excited were you, uh, Terry? I mean, after all those years coaching to, to get her and, and what all she accomplished – you had to almost feel like a proud father to see her going into that Hall of Fame, didn't you? Yes, yeah. She, uh, she's, she's well deserving of it. Well deserving. She worked hard, and now it's the fruits of her labor. Yeah, and Lajarvia, let's talk. I know we were kind of texting the other day, and you were telling me what you're up to now. Why don't you just tell the listeners what Lajarvia Brown is doing now that you're graduated from Texas A&M? Okay. Um, once I graduated, I moved to Houston, and now I am doing behavioral therapy with kids on the spectrum. So I work with autistic kids. I provide direct therapy with them every day. Um, not intentionally what I plan to do. So it's not. It's definitely not a long term thing, but it's something that you know I found passion in. In the meantime, while I am planning to go back to school for another program so um 
that's pretty much all I've been up to. That's a, an everyday thing. It's very rewarding. It's mentally taxing for sure. It's challenging, but, um, you know, I've never been one to back down from challenges. So I think it's just right up my, right up my alley. Uh, I've really been enjoying it so far. Yeah. And, um, so is, is track and field, is your track and field career over then, or is it something that you're still trying to pursue on the side? Oh, you're going to break my heart. <laughs> uh, as, of, as of right now, it's over, and that's still a touchy subject for me. Um, track kind of came to, like, a very weird ending. You know, COVID and everything played into a lot of it, but, you know, I had surgery, and things were just, you know, it was difficult trying to come back, and then the COVID year, and then Olympics being canceled. It was just really, like, things kind of ended unexpectedly like trials I was supposed to go to trials and my coaches kind of like robbed me of that opportunity so you know my season ended without me even really it didn't end where it was supposed to end so it just kind of I don't know still a touchy thing for me but for now I am not pursuing track or anything like that because um it's just like being where I am now, I would have to, um, you know, find someone to train with, which would be easy. But as far as like competing in meets and all of that, like that would all be an out of pocket expense. And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know. So as of right now, no, which is very sad. <laughs> I hate to say that, but yeah. So what was the injury that you suffered? You um, said you'd had surgery. I I believe it was a, uh, I I believe I had a lesion like in my knee. So they had to go in with a scope and clean out everything or whatever. It was like really, really bad. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. Like my knee would swell every other day. I'd have to tape it up all the time. Like I couldn't, and you know, triple jumps already like a really hard event on your body. So with all that going on, like I just couldn't, I couldn't do anything on the track really. And once I had that procedure, um, I kind of got rushed back into our coaches really don't believe in, you know, taking red shirt years and things like that. It's more so, a, you know, you're on a scholarship and we have to go, you know, four years and boom, boom, boom. So they don't really believe in red shirt years. So after, you know, I had that minor procedure, it took me maybe the recovery time was maybe like four to six months. And even after four to six months, I still wasn't ready, but um, I pretty much didn't have a choice. <laughs> so I went back to competing still, you know, not 100% and basically wasted an entire year. Um, so that really didn't work out in my favor, having that surgery year at the time I did. And, you know, the recovery time and all that, it just wasn't all that great. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, talk about the difference. It sounds like, you know, you, you got to college and I talked to – we had Brian Hudson on on our last episode because he's also going into the Hall of Fame coming up. And, you know, he's – playing in the Chicago Cubs organization as a professional baseball player. And when you get to those levels, you at a high-level Division One program like that coming out of high school where you were so dominant, and then some of the things that you have to do, it almost becomes like a, a job or a career, kind of talk about the difference and maybe the eye-opening experience of going to Texas A&M after coming out Alton High. Um, I would say, I mean, major 
Buckner because being in the SEC, you know, no matter what meet I went to, everyone was good. Like, I couldn't went to. I kind of knew, like, you know, what I had in mind and what I planned to do, which I, I approached college the same way. Like, I didn't let, you know, anyone make me feel like, okay, I'm going to go to this meet and try to get, you know, top three. Like, I always went into every meet, but, you know, prepared to try to win. But no matter if you look to your left, your right, you know, in front of you, like, everyone was good. So it was just a major eye-opener, like, as far as um, how hard you have to work and just, you know, you really just can't take any days off because if you're taking a day off, then your your competitor is probably, you know, getting a step ahead of you. So it was just, it was just really, you know, coming to a realization that you can't take any days off and that it's really – High school was a little different, you know. You go to class, and then you go to practice, and then you'd have that one meet on the weekend. Like you said, it's more like a job. Being a um, student athlete, they require so much out of you. Like, it's way more than just practicing at the, at the end of the day and then having a meet on the weekends. Like, it was completely different. <laughs> completely different. <laughs> so, yeah. um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you can go ahead. I was just going to ask Terry here, too. So, so Terry, how quickly did you realize that LaJarvia was special when she came into the program? When would when you saw her, how quickly did you tell she was going to do great things? I could tell her freshman year. Actually, when she was in middle school, you could tell by her work ethic. She would be at practice and we practiced a lot around where they were practicing at at West, and I could tell by her work ethic that she was something different. And special. And LaJarvia, when did you maybe realize that you could accomplish some great things at the high school level when you were in Alton? Um, I really, I would say uh, maybe like my thought, the end of my freshman year, my sophomore year, whenever I triple jumped for the first time, yeah, you know, I was yeah. really big on basketball. So I, in middle, even in middle school, you know, I did track, I just did track and volleyball to keep me active year round for basketball pretty much. And I didn't really start to take track serious until um, high school when I asked Coach Mitchell, you know, like, I know I don't know how to triple jump, but can I at least try? And then one of my teammates, you know, kind of showed me how to do it. And then I ended up at state and I was like, you know what, maybe, <laughs> maybe I can really take this somewhere. <laughs> yep. Y- yeah. And um, yeah, talk about basketball. I talked to Brian Hudson about this too. You know, he is, he loves baseball, you know, and that's his professional career now, you know, and, but he was a basketball player in, in high school, and we talked about how that helped him in baseball, you know, and, and how much he missed that. He admitted that in high school he enjoyed basketball more than baseball. So, and you're, you're kind of admitting that here now, talking about how important <laughs> basketball was to you. Yep. Just talk about how those other sports, basketball and volleyball, helped you as an athlete in, the tra- in track and field. Um, I would say with anything, you know, being in sports and in different things, learning different things, it taught me discipline. So, you know, going from track to basketball, like it was just different. Being in basketball shape and being in track shape, two totally different things. But I used all of that, you know, to learn how to be disciplined, to learn how to um, do certain things. And, I, you know, I used those things that I learned in every sport. Although they were different, you know, it was easy to carry them over. Like I can take the same discipline to volleyball. I can take the same discipline to track. I might have to, you know, apply it a little differently, but um, it's still things, you know, that that make all sports similar. 
that's why athletes have a lot in common because you, you learn a lot of the same things no matter what sports you're doing. But um, basketball is number one in my heart. Track is just not as fun. You know, if I had my way, I'd definitely be playing basketball. But, hey, you know, God's plan, um, you know, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> it, it, Terry, I mean, this is a, a big thing in sports right now where a lot of these – kids are are getting pushed into specializing. specializing in one sport as a longtime coach I mean you've been coaching since the 70s I mean how important do you see it at, how how important in the development is it for these girl boys and girls to play multiple sports to help them become better athletes I feel more than anything that by the opportunity of them doing different sports they're using different muscles so you're not overloading a certain part of your body with just that one sport going year-round. Football's different, basketball's different, baseball's different, track. All of them, in a way, use different type of muscles and conditioning. And by doing that, it makes an athlete a little bit more well-rounded. Yeah, I, I agree totally. I don't, I don't like the specialization thing that they're doing now. I think that, I think that kids – Playing more sports makes them better overall athletes. So I agree. Yeah. More durable. You're, I feel like you're more prone to injury when you only, you know, work certain muscles and you only play one sport. I've seen that a lot. Like athletes yep. who only play one sport, they tend to get hurt more. Yep. Right. That is true. Now let's go back. I want to tell a little story that I saw. This is this is going to be your senior year when you had such the amazing state tournament and and did what you did. Helped Alton bring home a second place trophy at at the 3a girls track state um so i was covering a soccer game uh, i think i talked to you about this on the yep. phone a while back yep. i was covering a soccer game up up top there at the high school and you were out doing your your hurdle practices and it was something that you were just kind of getting into and you were having a lot of you were having a lot of trouble clearing the hurdles and you were getting really frustrated and and nervous and, and I, you could I, I remember standing there I was taking pictures and everything and you were losing your confidence you were really frustrated because you kept hitting the the hurdles and you weren't weren't clearing them well and coach is out here coach Mitchell's out here working with you and everything and and um, you know watching you that day and I, I remember looking at you at one point while I was taking pictures and I said just I said you'll get it I said you know just keep keep working at it you'll, you'll figure it out well I knew you'd do well but after watching that day, I never, I never dreamed of a, a state championship coming out of that. Just talk about that moment of how maybe you had to learn to, to do the hurdles and the frustration, and and when that when you finally got the confidence in it and realized you could excel at the hurdles like you did the jumps. Um, just talk about that. Um. Hurdles was always, like, a difficult thing. I, You know, I'm pretty small, so uh, doing, like, the 100 hurdles, it's one of those things where it's kind of like everyone else seems to be running through the hurdles, and then I feel like I have to jump to get over them, and then I'm not going as fast. So it was always a, a frustrating event because I just felt like I was just already at a disadvantage. But um, at State, you know, Coach Mitchell did a good job of keeping me, you know, motivated and keeping me encouraged because I would get down on myself all the time. And that's part of it that nobody ever really seen. You know, they only seen 
you know, me winning meets and all of that stuff. They never seemed like me at practice, really, really frustrated, not able to get things down. And Coach Mitchell did a really good job, you know, um, just keeping me encouraged. So at the state meet, it was one of those things. I was honestly so scared. Like, I never planned to do hurdles at the state meet. You know, I was more comfortable in the long hurdles than running the the uh, short hurdles. And they were taller. And, you know, it's just I just wasn't really comfortable with that. So I was extremely nervous. Even at practice, I was frustrated, nervous. Like, what am I doing? I belong on the runway, not on the track, not on the straightaway. Um, but... It was one of those things where it's like, man, I know if I get this down, like I can be competitive. And I, I always approach, even if it was something that I wasn't really familiar with, like I, I've never approached anything with the mindset that, you know, I'm just going to see what happens or try my best. Like, even though that wasn't my specialty, like I went in with the mindset, like I, I'm going to win it. Like I'm going to try to win it. I'm going to do everything that I can to win it, even though, you know, these girls, they hurdle all the time. This is what they do. Like Coach Mitchell hyped me up enough, I hyped myself up enough to get on to get on the line and be like, you know, we're all equal here. Because you hurdle more than me doesn't make you, you know, the winner. We have to, you have to do it today, and I have to do it today. So, you made the best person win. <laughs> um, it was it was pretty fun though, and you know, going through challenging stuff like that, it it really shows, you know, growth. I would say it's easy to do something that you're good at and be comfortable and things like that, but being put in uncomfortable situations like that, it really just shows, um, you know, how well of an, uh, how good of an athlete you are overall. You know, if coach Coach Mitchell threw me everywhere pretty much. I've, I've run every <laughs> event except like the mile. I feel like <laughs> so. Um, it really right. shows, you know, how <laughs> yeah, I was like a utility man. I think that's what he calls it, um, but. Uh, it just shows how much of a, a well-rounded athlete you are. It was a very fun yet frustrating experience. But like I said, Coach Mitchell played a big part in that and me being able to, you know, continue on on those days where I couldn't even clear a hurdle. Like, but I had to go down and clear 10 in front of all these people. It was, it was not an easy thing to do. Talk about did, did that maybe feel more rewarding, that state championship, that individual um state championship there than maybe even the triple jumps at that point because of all the work you put in in the hurdles oh yeah definitely like I said like triple jump kind of came naturally off of something like me just being at practice and being interested and like you know that looks kind of fun like hurdles it was always one of those things like yeah you know that looks fun but I don't know and for triple jump I had to work hard but you know it more so just it was it just came natural Hurdles was not natural. So, you know, given that I was struggling like that and I was frustrated, you know, getting across that line and actually winning, like, that felt way better than winning triple jump the times that I did. You know, it just – it wasn't comparable, really. <laughs> it, Terry, talk about, you know, things that you did to try and keep her motivated. And I know you saw the greatness in her. So, I mean, just what were you trying to do to get her to see that too? The biggest thing that I just tried to get across to LaJovia was just to compete because the talent was there, the desire was there, and she could do so many things. I think back to back to her um, <laughs> freshman year when she asked me, we were at a track meet at Granite City, Coach, can I try to triple jump? I said, well, you know, you already have four events at LaJovia. I mean, I don't know how we can squeeze you into another. She said, well, let me try some. Go right ahead. So she went out there, first jump, she went 34 feet. I said, well, you just found your new event. <laughs> <laughs> and she stepped from there. And like I said, uh, the hurdles, like, 
didn't come natural to her because, like I said, because she was smaller, but her desire was there. And I, you know, emphasized to her, you have to be able to three them to be competitive. That means you have to get three strides in between the hurdles because if you take four, your good hurdlers are going to take three, and they're going to be at full gate while you're losing a step each hurdle. So she worked and worked and worked on that, and she, she got it down. Like I said, it, her senior year, um, that was a thrill to me to see her win the state championship in those highs because we, we really didn't expect that. We expected her to place, but not only did she do that, she won it and set a school record. So, I mean, matter of fact, that day she set four school records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That was quite a day, quite a day. Yet, yeah, Terry, I mean, what year did you start coaching? Let's uh, go back. I started coaching actively in 1974. Okay, and you had graduated, what, it was late uh, I, 60? And I, I graduated from high school in 69. That's what I was thinking. And I graduated yeah. from college in 74. I went five years, and my fifth year I worked on a double major. And it so happened that that ended up getting me into teaching. Um, so, so, you know, 1974, now let's fast forward to 2016. You've, you've coached, you know, a million athletes that came through Alton in so many different sports, you know, boys and girls basketball, football, track, boys and girls track. I mean, you've done so many different things. And to have that culmination that day with that second-place state trophy and with the success that she had and Katie, we can't forget about Katie because she had a big day too. Yeah, that's right. um, Katie Manns I'm, I'm talking about. Uh, just – Talk about that, that culmination for you and those feelings if you want to, you know, come back to that. Well, to our team that entire year, um, I said that there were great plans for the group that we had. That year. It, was, it was a talented group. We set probably half of our school records that are still on the record boards at Alton High were set that year by majority as well as some of our other teammates. And... Um, I kept pumping to the team that we had potential because the year before we had placed eighth. I said, we have the potential to go up to the state meet and be a top three contender. And I, I just kept pumping that to them all year long. I said, we can do this. And uh, I said, it's going to take an extra effort out of everybody to get us there. And I, I had a talk with LaJorvia a little bit before we got to the sectionals. And I said, well, LaJorvia, I know you want to run on relays. I said, but if we have an opportunity to, to be in the top three at state, I'm going to have to put you in four open events. And um, she didn't agree with it at first, but she, she went ahead and went along with it. And it ended up coming in that that became a big key. Besides the four events that she was in that day, Katie placing in the high jump, those two events or those, those two competitors for us that day got us. We, we took two other throwers with us that day. Right, Jewel Wagner also. I I forgot her when I mentioned Katie. Yeah, Jewel Wagner placed and got some points that day too. Uh, she didn't make it to the finals, but at sectionals, she was a key ingredient while we took third in our sectional. Um, I, I still to this day think we took third in our sectional, yet we finished second in the state. <laughs> and that that in itself is an accomplishment that, to this day, I, you know, I had always, as a coach, wanted a, a goal of coming home with a state trophy, and that was it. So I was on cloud nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what about you, LaJarvie? I mean, that was, 
that was such a day. I know I have a I have a picture that hung in my office. I still have it of you standing on the podium and you're you're flexing you're 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 flexing your muscles and you have all your your uh, medals around your neck and you got the biggest smile on your face. Just talk about that day and what what that meant to you. Those feelings that day. Um, that day was amazing. Like I said, it was, I mean, it wasn't really easy, you know, doing for open events, like Coach Mitchell said, I really wasn't, I really didn't agree to it at first, but I trust him. So I went ahead and did it. But, um, it was, I mean, I went through a a lot of emotions, but for the most part, I mean, I was just really excited. I just felt like it was bigger than me, you know, like, I was excited to, you know, win, win state in the hurdles and then, you know, and win in the triple jump and place in the other events. But I was more so excited, you know, to bring that trophy back to Alton. I've always been really big, you know, putting on for Alton, putting on for Alton, repping my city and repping my city. So it's like to go there, to go to state and be able to do that, you know, I know there were a lot of girls, like Coach Mitchell said, we had a lot of talent that year. So we plan, you know, we're all going to go to state. We're all going to chip in, whether that's one point, two points, you know, Every point matters. We're all going to go to state, and we're going to bring home a first-place trophy. Obviously, you know, that didn't work out, but we did have girls there, and everyone did. You know, they did their part. So to be able to help bring that second-place trophy home and see that smile on Coach Mitchell's face, he was so excited. Him, Coach Everidge, and Asaki, like, I'll never forget. Like, that was just, you know, you can't you can't paint that picture anywhere else. But um, I was really just more so excited just to do that, not only for him, just but for the school in general. Like, athletics um, at Alton for girls, I just feel like, you know, it, it's overlooked a lot of the times. Even in basketball, you know, it's just it's just it doesn't get as much attention. So I was really, really, really like ecstatic to to really, you know, say. If you guys weren't paying attention to, you know, sports now, like, you should probably pay attention because, look, we, we had four people at the meeting now. We're bringing home the second-place trophy, you know. So it, I was just really excited to do that for the school, um, for the city, for Coach Mitchell. Like, I was I was overwhelmed with emotions. Yeah, and talking about Coach Mitchell here, I mean, obviously you, you grow up in Alton. You, did you know much about Coach Mitchell by the time you got to the high school level? I mean, he's helped – worked with so many athletes through the years here at Alton. Uh, What did you know about him when you came into the track program? Coach Mitchell was always (laughs) repping the basketball games, whether that was, you know, me playing with future all-stars or whatever it was. When Coach Mitchell was not coaching track or football, he was running up and down the court in the black and white striped shirt with a whistle all the time. So before I even started running track for Coach Mitchell, I already knew about him because we would mess with each other, you know, like on the court and things like that. <laughs> um, knew he was a really great guy. Uh, knew he was a great coach, but, um, you know, I obviously wasn't as familiar, but I, I'd always seen him in every single game. He was busy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're still reffing, right? Still reffing. I'm still reffing. How many years have you been reffing now? Um, yeah, actually, if you go way back, I probably started officiating in 1972. And, uh, <laughs> off and on, I, you know, I, I stopped for a while because I was coaching, but I started back. I, this would be my 20th year of um, officiating basketball. Wow, wow! So, so Terry, you've kind of mentioned how long your your resume is, how long you've been coaching. I had another story. This goes back to 
Alton Hall of Fame night. This goes back to this guy graduated in 1976. Leroy Stampley, we put him in a few years ago, the only person ever to be drafted into the NBA at Alton High School. Leroy was a fantastic basketball player, played at Loyola Chicago. When Leroy went into the Hall of Fame, he was talking to me, and he said that you worked with him, and, and he says, Terry Mitchell was the person who taught me how to dribble. So you were helping people that far back already. Just kind of talk about maybe, you know, what has made you have such a passion for coaching all these kids all these years and in all these different sports and everything? Uh, I think more than anything, I, I enjoy seeing progression. You know, when you get a raw athlete in, you can see the potential. And as you work with them, you see that potential come out. And Jarvie was a primary case of that. She came in as a raw athlete as a freshman year, and you could just see each year how she matured and became better. And like I said, I've told other people, I don't know if many of them believe me or not, but uh, she has done something that no other Alton athlete has ever done in history. She placed in four events in the state meet, and she was a state champion three times in a row. And uh, I've looked back through the records on the IHSA and different sports, and we've never, ever had another athlete, male or female, that has done that. And that's impressive because of the way, you know, Coach Wigger had that track program going back in the 60s and and 70s. I mean, so – that's that's a really impressive thing. Did you realize that, LaJarvia? I did not. You guys are still information today. <laughs> <laughs> so, t- and Terry, talk about, I know you played football at, uh, at Alton High. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you play and what did you maybe you learn to take into your, what coaches did you play for and what did you take from them to kind of help you when you started coaching? Um, probably one of them. The ones that had the most bearing on me was Jim Wigger. He was my track coach at Alton High School. And uh, in 1969, we won the state championship. Mm-hmm. And we took 12 individuals up there. And back then, the point system wasn't as big as it is now. So you had to score a lot of points to, to try to be a, you know, in competition. And through that, um, I learned a lot. Like I said, when I went to college, I had in my mind that I wanted to be a coach, and all while I was even in college, I would come home each summer and I would coach a summer track team of, of youngsters, and um, I, I just liked working with youngsters and seeing them develop, and uh, Leroy was a case I used to, uh, this really goes way back, <laughs> when I was uh, courting my wife, <laughs> he, uh, all the young guys would come out and we would play basketball out there at Douglas Park, or regular Douglas School, and uh, Leroy was there, the little guy. And, he, you know, they would sit there and watch us. Hey, you know, I was a pretty good college basketball player. And he said, well, could you teach me that? I said, yeah, just takes practice. Repetition, repetition. The more you do, the better you get. And he worked hard at it. And because of it, you know, he, he reaped the benefits. And I've seen a great deal of outstanding athletes in Alton come through and go the same way. And we've had an abundance of great athletes and still do. We have some youngsters coming up now at the middle school level that if they can continue going along the lines they're going, continue keeping their grades up, working hard, they're going to be outstanding high school athletes, and you never know beyond there. 
And you've said the kind of the key word that I took out of that was work ethic. Yep. Now you've talked about obviously Leroy Stampley, very talented athlete. Lajarvia Brown, very talented athlete. But there's been plenty of talented athletes come through Alton that haven't had a work ethic and have just kind of petered out and not met their potential. So when you see that, I mean that you can't really coach the the talent or the work ethic really there's got to at least be something there right and when you see that you just got to kind of run with it don't you and yep. it's called a street car desire yeah. they, they have to want it and if they want it and you can show them the way to go through there usually they'll see success yeah i mean because even the great athletes still have to work to get where they're at yes they do yeah. it never stops <laughs> and lajarvia talk about the sacrifices you made um, and the time that you put in to be as successful as you were? Um, I mean, it was more so like just really, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I had a lot of friends. I had a lot of good friends like in athletics, but it was more so like, okay, you know, when we get to practice, you guys, like, let's do what we came here to do. Like, let's, you know, work a little harder. And I've always been that person at practice, like, if we're running, whatever we're running, if I'm in the front, like, I'm going to try to pull everybody up to the front. Like, I was always one of those people. If I'm the best person on the team, then I'm going to try to make everybody as good as me, if not better. So, um, I really just had to, you know, sometimes I wouldn't say sacrifice my friendships, but, you know, more so like, okay, since you guys want to do this and, you know, I'm not going to hang back with you guys. Like, we came here to do this. Like, this is what we're going to do. More so just being devoted and being more motivated than other people like you said a lot of people have talent but when it comes to actually like wanting to work for it they don't really want to work for it. you know everybody has their lazy days but some people more than others and that <laughs> is one of those things like as a leader on the team I always try to you know pull people out of that you know like let's just hurry up and get it over with let's just work hard you know it's gonna hurt regardless so let's just do it you might as well get better today like let's just do it um but as far as sacrifices I would just say um I would say most of my sacrifices came in college. In high school, it was a little easier. College right. was, was more strict, more full-time job, 40 hours plus, like, you know. So um, college came with all the all the sacrifices, really. Okay. Now, talk about it. Now that you've you've known you're going into the Hall of Fame and, and all this, have, have you been thinking back to special moments that you had in high school? And if you can – Name something that maybe stands out in your Alton High career. Has there been any, you know, signature moments per se that you've been talking about besides that that final day at state, which obviously probably stands at the top. But what are some other yeah. signature <laughs> moments that you had as a Redbird? Um, I would say, hmm, for track. I would say my very first time triple jumping that that I'll never forget that go, you know, that started everything. So I can never, ever forget that. Um, I would say, dang, that's like a hard question. Like you said, the last day of state kind of, kind of trumps everything. Um, let's see. I would say sectionals. I don't remember what year it was, but it was pouring down raining and uh, I was doing triple jump and I had um, two scratches. So I had one jump left to try to make it to state. 
And Coach Mitchell's like, you know what, LaJarvia, just jump from three feet behind the board if you have to, you know, whatever. Like, just don't go over the board. Don't go over the board. I had a bad thing with scratching all the time, and I had one jump left, you know. And um, so I'm running in the rain, running in the rain, running in the rain, and I jumped from way behind the board, like almost just crazy, you know, not even close to the board to try to make it just get a, a legal mark and make it into the sand and try to hopefully go to state. And I ended up making it to state. And that was just a really, really crazy day. Like, that's just an emotional thing to go through. You know, a lot, it puts a lot of pressure on you. And I hate putting pressure on myself like that. You know, you get three tries and you scratch the first two and now you got one left and it's just a stressful, stressful thing. But like I said, Coach Mitchell was like the level head in all of this. You know, when I was frustrated, he was the level head. When I was, when you know, about to lose my mind because I have one jump left and it's pouring down rain, I have sprint spikes on for some reason. Like, he was the level head. So, um, that I'll never forget. <laughs> that was a crazy time. Um, let's see. I can never forget I every time we go to state, <laughs> we, um, we go out. To, uh, we go out to like buffets and everything and that's you know it's like a team bonding thing that stuck with me for years I'll never forget you know our road trips to uh, what is it Champ where is State uh, State is at Charleston Charleston I was about to say Champagne yep. Charleston uh, and all those those diners that we went to uh, for basketball Thousand Point Club could right. never forget that game um that's really a hard question. It's kind of hard for me to, like, pinpoint. I feel like there's a lot that went on in high school. But most of all, I really just enjoy being a Redbury. Like, I had a lot of support from everyone, and that helps more than everyone knows. I mean, I'm sure people see, you know, they see the outside of everything, but you never really know, like, how much, you know, being supported to another person can actually help. So to have, you know, like, the whole city supporting everything that I did, it was really, 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 like, a blessing. Right, and um, something else, I talked to, to Brian Hudson. I brought him up again. You know, he was on here on our last episode, and, you know, as a baseball player, he's he's never actually got to go out of the country or anything to play play baseball. He's always stayed within the States, and, you know, he's he's traveled all over the country to play, but your story's a little bit different. When I was asking that question, I was kind of thinking about you. Why don't you tell the listeners where all – you've gotten to go within the States and maybe internationally with your track career? Uh, in the States, I pretty much, I feel like I've been everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> uh, I've pretty much been everywhere, pretty much. Like I can say I've been in New Mexico. I've been to California. I've been to, um, um, let's see. South Texas, America? of course. South America? What do you say? Oh, he said South America. Yeah, outside of the States, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking in the States. But, for yeah, for out of the States, I went to Columbia to represent Team USA. And that's another thing about having, you know, the entire city supporting me. I had to raise money to be able to um, to go and compete at that um at the trials for that meet. And a lot of people backed me up for that. They backed me up for um, – you know, going to the Junior Olympics and going to uh, great the Great Southwest meet. But Columbia was fun. It was so different, and it was amazing. Like I said, I really was – that really motivated me. Like having that uh, USA across my chest when I was when I was in high school really motivated me for the Olympics, and I was just 
so like, I got to wear that uniform again. I got to wear that uniform again. I still have my uniform, all of my, you know, my state, my podium jackets from that. I have everything from that experience. Like that's something that I'll never forget. Um, that definitely opened my eyes to a lot, like so much being able to compete with, you know, all these different people across the world. Like, Alton's pretty small, so just to to be able to not only step out of the state, but to step out of the country, like, my eyes were wide open, and I was like, man, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be on the big stage and go to the Olympics and things like that. So that was, it was really fun. Now, talk about what message would you have for any young Alton athletes? If you had a chance to, to speak the night you come back for the Hall of Fame and everything, what what would you you know, what would you say to, to young Alton athletes on what, how, how they can be successful and what, how important it is to, to, to set goals for yourself and, and try and, you know, use the sport to, to catapult yourself to better things? I would just say work hard. Like you said, a lot of talent comes through Alton, but a lot of people don't, you know, have the work ethic for it. And, you know, co- all of my coaches have always drilled into my head. I think Coach Jackson was maybe the – Tanya Jackson was maybe the first person to tell me this when I started playing basketball in middle school. But she's always like, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So no matter how talented you are, if you don't put the work in, you're not, you know, you're not going to succeed. So – if I'm speaking to younger athletes, I would just say, believe in yourself, go hard every day, try to get harder every, I mean, try to get better every day, you know, use every day to try to progress. And like I said, sports can be, um, it can catapult you. Like I said, I got a full scholarship. I didn't have to come out of pocket for anything. And as you know, like that's an extreme, extreme blessing. I'm a first generation college student. Like I never would have been able to get my degree and all of that, you know, uh, without all of the financial hassle had I not devoted myself to sports like that. So I would just say, you know, you got to make the sacrifices and it'll be worth it. It's just important to always see the bigger picture. You might have to miss out on some things now, but it'll be worth it in the end. You know, if your friends are your friends, they'll love you, you know, after you go practice, you know, they'll, they'll understand <laughs> that you got to wake up early and you got to go run or you got to go do this. They'll hang out with you afterwards. And that's important to keep the right people around you. People that are not only going to support you, but they'll push you as well. Um, so that's all I would say. Just go hard every day. If you think you can do it, you can do it. Write your goals down, speak them out loud, like just attack every day with what you want to do. It's it's life lessons too, right? I mean, sports is definitely teaching you things outside of sports. Oh yeah, I've learned so much. That's what, like even when I was, you know, fresh out of college trying to write up my resume. Oh, you there? Sound like it cut out. Hello? Yeah. I think we lost her. Well, oh no, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You cut out you there for a something. second. I was like, "What'd you say?" <laughs> oh no. Oh, um, yeah. So, like I said, even like you know, when I was fresh out of college, trying to write, you know, draft up my resume and things like that, and the main thing that I had was athletics. That's when I realized, like, um, playing sports it's it's so much bigger than just being on the track or being on the court. Like, you learn so many life lessons. You learn so many things that. I feel like a lot of people who don't do sports don't learn. Like there's some things that you learn in sports that you just can't teach someone, you know? So it's like, 
I took all of that, everything that I learned from middle school through college, like I apply all of that into my everyday life. And so far it's worked out well for me. Like I, you, you learn so much. And Terry, have you thought about what you're going to say that night when she goes into the hall of fame? Uh, I'll probably highlight, uh, her career a little bit and some things that she's done. And, um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> talk about her. Yeah. <laughs> How emotional is this going to be? We'll, we'll start with Terry and then we'll end with you, LaJarvia. How emotional is this going to be for both you guys? Go first, Tom. Um, I, I think for me it'll probably be quite emotional because, for one, it's um, the first athlete, well, not really the first athlete, but first individual athlete that um, has entered the Hall of Fame for me other than Jessica Stockard. And um, – it, it it also hits me deeper because as a team, we were successful too. And, you know, not every team in the state can say they were a state championship finisher. And to me, as, as a coach, that was a goal that I had set early on when I first started coaching was to see if I could culminate a team and make it up to the state finals. And uh, I've coached, like I said, football, basketball, track, <laughs> A lot of sports and seen a lot of athletes, but that day will probably forever live in my memory. Yeah, LaJarvia, how, how emotional is it going to be for you that night? Uh, I, re- I really honestly don't know. Like, even <laughs> as time gets closer, I'm like more, I'm getting more like angst up and like overwhelmed with emotion every day, like that it gets closer. But I'm overall just really, really excited. You know, like my first, every time I would go to a basketball game and you pass by all of them, all of those Hall of Fame pictures, I'm just like, man, I just I want to be up here. You know, I want to be up here. So it's going to be so, you know, exciting to actually, you know, be on the court this time for the induction and not be in the stands cheering everybody on. You know, I'm just really excited to be able to, I worked really hard at Auburn. So it's really, it's really exciting and emotional for me to be able to, you know, what, like, I don't know how to put it, you know. Mm, I don't really, I don't really know how to put it, but you know, putting all that work in, like it's, it's just really. Um, I'm just really excited just to be able to get inducted into a Hall of Fame after doing all that. And like I said, it's just, I really don't know. I honestly have no words for you right now. Like I said, every day that it gets closer, I'm just more and more excited. Like I've been waiting and waiting and hoping and hoping for this. So I'm just overwhelmed with emotion and i hope you know i don't get too emotional on that day <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gonna happen <laughs> I, that's what i'm hoping that's what i'm like i'm hoping i'm not too emotional but as of right now i'm just gonna say i'm like overly excited <laughs> <laughs> so all right well thanks you be safe getting up here from houston and uh, enjoy yourself down there and glad to hear that you're doing well and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you that uh, the night before Thanksgiving at Alton High, and and anybody that wants to come out and see Lajarvi and the rest of the class, Brian Hudson, you'll have the longtime chain football chain gang is going in as friends of athletics, yeah, and then the Henry Grabby leading that group, uh, former football player at Alton <laughs> High too, and then you have the 1979-80 boys basketball team going in as a as a team and then also you have Troy Washburn and John Maine John Smith, Smith going in so it's a great class of athletes so get out to Alton High that night and uh, support the tip-off classic and see these guys go in so 
thank you, LaJarvi, and thank you, Terry Mitchell, and uh, we'll be talking to you guys soon. Next time on Coach Speak, we stick with track and field as host Bill Roseberry sits down with East Alton Winterford track coach Russ Colonna. That's next time on Coach Speak, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Steve Medford. <laughs>